0: On Friday, we gathered together and we remembered the pain that's in this world and remembered the pain that our Lord Jesus Christ endured. But we also remember that this pain was not at all in vain. We closed the service off with a video and a phrase that stated, It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. And on Friday, it probably felt very hopeless for the people who were at the cross. And maybe even some here had a sense of hopelessness. And sometimes it appears that the devil wins. But the devil did not win. He does not win. Sunday was coming, and Sunday is here. And today we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Over these past several weeks, through Lent up to Easter and even beyond Easter, we've been going through passages and will be going through passages that have been selected as favorites uh, from people of the congregation. And one of those passages we read this morning is from the prophet Zephaniah. Now, this is not a typical resurrection passage. And when some of you heard me say Zephaniah, maybe some of you were wondering, like, Zephah who? But Zephaniah was an Old Testament prophet. Who began his prophecy to the people with warning of God's wrath of judgment over the people? Zephaniah, if you read at the beginning of his book, he's talking about sweeping away this and sweeping away that and sweeping it off the face of the earth. So the beginning of his prophetic book includes much judgment. And if you read it, it actually seems quite grim looking. It refers to God's anger and wrath, which are real. But as we get towards the end of the book, the prophetic book of Zephaniah, there is change in his words. The prophet changes his words. God changes his words. And we cannot miss the words of hope and words of resurrection that God intends for his people. The ending verse of Zephaniah portrays, or the ending book of Zephaniah portrays, God's awesome love. And so this dark little book And prophet provides joy and hope in the lives of God's people. The people on Good Friday at the cross appeared to see things hopeless. But three days later, the resurrection brings joy and hope and life to followers of Jesus. So this morning we read from Zephaniah 3, 14 through 20. And for those who want to follow along in the Pew Bibles, it's towards the end of the Old Testament. Zephaniah three fourteen through 20. And let's come to God in prayer before we read. Lord, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for the empty tomb. We thank you for your word in which we can be reminded of our hope in Christ Jesus. We thank you for the gospel of John that was read earlier and bless the reading of the prophet of Zephaniah now and bless the proclaiming of your gospel and it's only in Jesus' name, amen. Zephaniah 3, 14 through 20. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. We heard those words through the children's message this morning, too. On that day, they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love, and he will rejoice over you with singing. The sorrows for the appointed feasts I will remove from you, and they are a burden and a reproach to you. And at the time, I will deal with all who oppressed you. I will rescue the lame and gather those who have been scattered, and I will give them praise and honor in every land where they've put to shame. At that time I will gather you, and at that time I will bring you home. And I will give you honor and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your very eyes, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There was an article in the fall 2018 Christianity Today magazine. And in its subtitle was a what I would refer to as a reasonable question. If God wants us to believe in him, why doesn't he come out of hiding? Now this question in the article itself was in the context of young adults and millennials and others turning from Christianity to doubts and even some to atheism. People are of the idea that if God wants me to believe in him, then the burden of proof is on him. Show yourself, God. This, con- this article continues to state that people end up having what's referred to as cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is often a term used in marketing when someone buys something that they've wanted for so long, and then all of a sudden you purchase that thing, And you suddenly get a tension within yourself that, well, maybe I shouldn't have purchased that thing. Maybe it was too expensive. or It's just not what you wanted. Maybe I shouldn't have purchased it after all. Or you make a decision in life and you just begin to have second thoughts and doubts. There's this tension that's within you. That's cognitive dissonance. And people are beginning to have cognitive dissonance with their faith, Making a decision in life, questioning things in life, and having that tension. Now we go back to the original question of the article, of why doesn't God come out of hiding? Well, the question is making an assumption that God hides. Scripture quotes Jesus saying that God is in a secret place, Matthew 6, verse 6. Isaiah says that God hides himself, Isaiah 45, 15. So it must be okay that God hides himself. God created things in this earth. He created them something so small that we cannot see them without faith. And there are other things in the universe, in the solar system, that are so big that we cannot comprehend without faith. So God hiding himself should not be a theological problem for his people. Christianity today goes on to say that if humans are going to find God, it's not where he's going to hide, but where he chooses to reveal himself. Because scripture is also clear That God reveals himself. That he reveals himself to his people. He reveals himself to us through creation. Romans 1 verse 19. God reveals himself to us through his son, Jesus Christ. We can read this in the Gospels where we hear about the life story of Jesus and all his actions on this earth as a human. God reveals himself as Jesus coming to earth. He reveals himself as Jesus on the cross. God reveals himself to us outside the empty tomb. And God reveals himself to us on this Resurrection Sunday. And today we focus on verse 17 from Zephaniah 3. The Lord your God is with you. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now Jesus is not specifically mentioned in this prophet's words it's not directly pointing and singling out the work of jesus in his life but it's foretelling what god is up to and what god's work involves and as we go through this passage i hope that it will reveal to you god our gracious father our risen savior and the holy spirit of jesus so God is with us. Now when you go back to some other Old Testament prophets and even words proclaimed at the birth of Jesus, God's word over and over again emphasizes that God is with us. Matthew one twenty three: we read, the virgin will be with child, will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. God came down as humanity. Jesus came down as God in human form. He was revealed to his people as a man. God, our Father, as Scripture says, may be in a secret place. He may be hiding. But God, our Father, sent God, our Savior, who is not in a secret place, is not hiding. And Jesus lived and suffered and died and rose from the dead. And over the next 40 days after his death leading up to the ascension of Jesus Christ. In Matthew twenty-eight twenty, before Jesus physically left this earth, he promised, and surely I'm with you always to the end of the age. Because he's Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus was real. And he continues to be real. Because he ascended into the heavens in bodily form. And Jesus remains with us, within us, He's in his church and he is through the power of his Holy Spirit that was promised at his ascension and it came at the time of Pentecost. Scripture cannot emphasize enough that our God is with us. Jesus reveals himself to us. He's among us and he's right here in our midst. He is revealed to us. As this verse continues, God is with us. He is mighty to save. God is like this king, leading his people into battle, except the difference is that he's gone way ahead of us, and he's fighting the battle for us. He's protecting us from the enemies that we ourselves are unable to fight. And yeah, at times, as Scripture says, God might be in a secret place, but he continues to work on our behalf. Verse 15 states that the Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. Recall last week, um, last week here we, we celebrated Palm Sunday. And we celebrated Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Now, people assumed at that time that Jesus was going to free them from the Roman enemy. But that wasn't the situation. Jesus came for something more important. He came to free his people from the enemy of sin, from the enemy of death. He came to free his people from the enemy of the devil. So we have freedom in Christ. But freedom from sin and devil doesn't mean that we are going to be without our struggles and without our challenges in life. Because we presently continue to live in a broken world, and we live with pain, we live with suffering, we live with sin. And the Good Friday worship service a couple days ago emphasized that pain and the suffering in this world. It emphasized the pain that our Lord and Savior went through, and how humanity can possibly treat one another the way they did with Jesus. And you know what? The treatment would be no different Today. And despite our sins and the sins of the world, in all circumstances, God is watching over us. He's with us. He's protecting us. He's taking care of us. He has fought and defeated the enemy for us. Jesus Christ is mighty to save. He came to save us from our sins with the purpose of seeking and saving the lost. Jesus Christ, who offers us forgiveness, and he's taken the punishment of all our sins upon himself on the cross, and he has turned our enemy, the devil, away from us. He has defeated the devil at the cross, and Jesus defeated death at the resurrection. Therefore, we do not have to fear any harm, as this passage says. Our risen Savior, Jesus Christ, he is mighty to save And then this verse continues on. God delights in you. God delights in you. He quiets you with his love, he rejoices over you with singing. Now, often people feel that God is a God of judgment only. And there's no doubt that judgment will take place. As mentioned, the beginning of Zephaniah is one of judgment. And Zephaniah is clear. It talks about Judgment Day. It will happen. People will be judged before God. And today is Resurrection Sunday, which means that we've already celebrated. Yes, and we can say we celebrated. We remembered Good Friday, but we celebrated Good Friday. For those who believe in Christ Jesus know and have the assurance that all our sins have been taken upon him, have been taken upon Jesus at the cross. So when it comes to judgment day The sinner is going to be a saint The sinner will appear blameless before God God delights in you A follower of Jesus Christ Need not fear judgment day We're all sinners but if you love the Lord Jesus Christ came to seek and to save the lost Respond to him in faith God quiets you with his love In our lives, there's going to be times of anxiety. Times of struggle, perhaps loneliness. Yeah, addictions and broken relationships. Financial, physical, mental struggles. You know, there's just so much stuff going on in the lives of God's people right now. And even when Scripture says, do not fear, there continues to be fear among us and discouragement. Then we read this verse again. God is with his people, and he's mighty to save, and he delights in you, and he quiets you with his love. He calms us. He assures us. Verse 16, we read, do not let your hands hang limp. Just picture somebody now kind of with limp hands, someone who's just kind of just standing there. Someone who's kind of lethargic and and really discouraged. Someone who's in a period of despair or anxiety. I, I kind of think of Eeyore from the Winnie the Pooh movie or the books. Perhaps even questioning the reason to live. And you can tell by their posture. And this is the reality of life that some people are in, that we live in. This is real for people. And even in times of displacement and despair and discouragement and doubt... Our God is still with us and God quiets you and he comforts you with his love. Zephaniah 3.19, God's plan for us, God's plans for us are to remove those who oppress his people. God's plans for us are to rescue his people. And God has done this through the birth and death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior. And God will continue to work out his plans as we await the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's the hope and the assurance that followers of Christ, that believers in Christ, have. And finally, God will rejoice over you with singing. Our God likes singing. Worship is about giving God all praise and honor. And one way that we can praise God is through our singing. And in this passage, though, God is singing over us. Verses 19 and 20, it's stated twice that God will give us praise and honor, and he will rejoice over us with singing. God will lift up his people to an honorable position so that the enemies can see what God has done and what God continues to do. Now, we don't let this praise and honor go to our heads. Because, again, we are all sinners. And we all have fallen short. But God has given his people value because of what Christ has done for us on the cross and through the empty tomb. And God is rejoicing. He's rejoicing with us, but he's rejoicing over us. And glory be to our God and Father in heaven. So how do we respond how do we respond to our God? Well, we can celebrate. As believers, we celebrate and rejoice because we are no longer victims of sin and the devil. We are victors through our Lord Jesus Christ. Sin and death have been conquered. Our God is mighty to save. And as God reveals himself to us through the cross, through the resurrection, through his word, through creation, may we believe and have hope and have faith of all that God has done for us through his son, Jesus Christ. So, when there are times that you may feel God might be in his secret place, and maybe that then feels a little distant from you, reflect on the empty cross, reflect on the empty tomb reflect on our lord jesus christ and allow the power of the holy spirit to work in your life convicting you of his presence in your life and in this world jesus christ has brought in a whole new life for god's people through the resurrection and the resurrection of jesus christ doesn't just make a difference for us today But each and every day of our life as God continues to always be with us as God continues that he is the God who is mighty to save The empty tomb the empty cross and the empty tomb become an empty life For those who do not believe So people believe have faith Because for those who believe the empty cross and the empty tomb become a full life in Christ and there is no fear of judgment that old rugged cross that we approach on good friday becomes a new abundant life on easter sunday and throughout our life an eternal life is guaranteed for those who have faith in christ today you've come to church because god has called you to be here God has drawn you into his presence today to experience the forgiveness of sins through the cross and the abundant new life through Christ's resurrection. And God has given his grace and his love freely and abundantly to us. Forgiveness of sins, salvation, and eternal life is nothing that we can do on our own. God has revealed himself to you today. People of God respond in faith to him today. The Lord, your God, is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen.